I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome to another edition of Advantage Connors. Here is always your co-hosts, Brett Connors and Jimmy Connors. What's going on up there? How are you this evening? Yep, all good. Uh, I've, had a, I've had a long day. I'm tired, but uh, I, I had to pick up a car that was getting fixed. Uh, then I went and I took a golf lesson. Oh, and I needed it. Boy, oh boy, did I need it. Uh, I was a little flat on my takeaway, so we fixed that and uh, worked on my alignment, which was good. So I, I ended up hitting the ball pretty good, so I'm satisfied with that. Then came home, had a nice little uh, dinner, brought in some pasta, and I'm exhausted. That sounds That's my day. Sounds like a pretty good day. <laughs> yeah. How about you? I know you've uh, you've had a busy day. Yeah. It was up was up with you for the weekend. We'll get to that. But today was a big day uh, for Gold Dude Isabella, the Advantage Connors mascot. Mini Golden Doodle had spa day. She had her haircut slash bath uh, at her local hair cuttery. So mm. that was a big thing. She has her uh, personal stylist who she has, who, who she will only see him. It's Juan. He's the, he's the man. He takes good care of her. Uh, he gives her the good cut. So when it grows out, it still looks good. Because you know how like anyone can get a haircut where it looks good right away. But the, right. the best haircuts are the ones that almost get better as time goes, you know, where it goes, yeah. it grows out a little oh, bit. Boy. So she's looking fancy. She's sitting on the couch behind me. Uh, we went for a good walk when we got back, but uh, she knows it's podcast time. So let's get into it. Speaking of some golf, I got to talk to you. I think most of this show is going to be about the Masters. Awesome. Weekend was a little weird with the weather, kind of the start and stop, start and stop a, few, a couple times with the rain. Um, which makes you realize how lucky we are uh, in the past to get such good weather because that that area in the south this time of year usually gets a lot of rain. So, um, But John Rahm comes through, shoots 69 on Sunday to win his second major, uh, 11th title overall, fourth already on the year. Talk to me, uh, give me your first thoughts on on our guy Rahm. We're, we're big fans of him here uh, coming through uh, on Sunday. Yeah, what what a role he's on. Uh, you know, every every time he tees it up, it's uh, it's like he's the favorite. But but I, I like the way he goes about his business. Uh, you know, he doesn't really worry about uh, what's going on, and 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 that's really you know when when he was uh, you know coming down the stretch at the Masters, he took care of his own business, uh, and and everybody else seemed to 
you know, have, have a good hole or a couple good holes. And then they kind of come back a little bit. And, but he, you know, he just stayed steady and stayed with his game. And, you know, and, and then when he had, when he got the lead, then he wasn't going to make a mistake. He, if you were going to overtake him, you're going to have to beat him. Mm-hmm. And I like that. I mean, I go back to, you know, watching Tiger in the days and, you know, when it came down to it and, you know, he just, uh, you know, par was always a good score, you know, when you're in the lead coming down the stretch like that. And if somebody uh, pops up and beats you, okay. But uh, the, the weather, I mean, it's interesting watching the golf, you know, when uh, in tough conditions like that and, you know, making a bogey or a double bogey. And, and, you know, I kind of say, you know, I, I like watching that because, you know, then, you know, I see the best players in the world, uh, struggling once in a while. And I say, well, shit, I'm not so bad. You know, <laughs> it's not so bad to make a double bogey. The only problem is they come back and make a birdie and a birdie and maybe an Eagle, you know, I make a double bogey and I'm lucky to keep making pars, but, but it's, it's fun to see different conditions and, and different shot shapes and, and, and the way they play different shots and how, how they manage the tough conditions and, you know, when they're in it like that, then, uh, I, I enjoyed them. We, you know, we watched it together, brother, you were up here and, and, uh, you know, usually I'm out playing myself, uh, but you know, I, right. I really en- enjoyed it. And, and for, for John Rahm to win, I mean, four titles already, and it's just April. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that's really, you know, what, you know, what's next, uh, you've got, you know, the U S open or the British open and, you know, things coming down. I mean, his confidence has got to be soaring and, fun to fun to see uh and, and to watch a, a player like that who is just uh you know has all that going for him and and steps up and just says you know listen I'm playing good I know it and you know bring it on it's fun to see definitely Rom was the fourth Spaniard to win to a 40th anniversary since Seve won his second and final masters in 1983 also was Seve's birthday Mm-hmm. And we're big Seve fans here. I think that meant a lot to Rom. Um, he's a big uh, history guy. When you hear him talk about the history of the game, he knows a lot about it. Um, he even dedicated, he said, this one's for Seve. Um, you know, Sergio's one, Olathabel now, uh, fourth yeah, one. Yeah, but it wasn't a need at the end when he walked off that, that Olathabel was there to meet him and greet him. Right. Uh, you know, and he was like the first guy, you know, and, and uh, I mean, it's, it's amazing uh, how they root for each other. Oh, yeah. in, in Spain and, you know, in, in Sweden, you know, with, uh, you know, in the tennis with Borg and, and Edberg and Vlander and how they're, you know, they're happy and proud for each other. And, uh, you know, when they do well uh, and, and, you know, in, in other countries, France also when, when Yannick Noah won and, and I'm, I'm going back to the you know, days when yeah. I was playing. I mean, a lot has happened since then also, but, you know, but, uh, you know, and, and, and it's kind of uh, different over here. You know, it doesn't, it's almost like if, an American wins, you know, uh, are they happy? Are they jealous? Or, you know, you know, what's next, what's next, but, uh, you know, maybe because, you know, the amount of players that we have over here and, uh, and, and, uh, you know, it's, it's just a different feel, but, uh, you know, ho- hopefully we have that over here too, that, uh, we're proud when, uh, when us wins and, and, uh, they give them the, the, uh, the, the credit that they deserve. So, but it was fun to see, uh, Olathabel uh, greet him afterwards. It was great. Yep. Uh, Rom, Arizona state alumni communication major. So shout out as someone who's got connections to both of those things. Uh, Rom, yeah. Rom four putted the first hole. I saw, uh, I saw him get interviewed and he said that his buddy, Zach Ertz, who's a 
Pro Bowl, former Pro Bowl tight end for the Cardinals, texted him like 10 minutes before his tea time and said something like, hey, you know, number one's coming, greens look easy, or, you know, some, something just whatever. I kind of just giving him, you know, encouragement, <laughs> saying like, you got right. kind of like you got this, you know? And then he goes and four putts the first green and, you know, Rom's like, you know, never do that again. <laughs> but um, yeah, the, the, the story before Sunday had been, you know, the weather and also Brooks Kepka. I mean, Kepka came out of the gates uh, firing, you know, let me see. He shot 65, 67. He got into 12 under after two rounds, got it as low as 13 under, you mm-hmm. know, and we were talking on the preview show last week that we thought, you know, hey, maybe 11, 10, 11 under wins it. 12 under ends up winning it when the, the, the weather comes in, makes it more difficult, slows it down. Um, what did you think about Kepka, who's kind of, you know, been MIA's battled some, some injuries the last year or so. And then, you know, been one of the guys who went to the LIV tour. Uh, we can talk more about that too, but what did you think of Kepka's good showing? And then, you know, he kind of faltered a little bit down the stretch, but you know, Rom, Rom still played good shooting 69 on Sunday to take it from him. Yeah. Kepka, you know, comes out of the, comes out of the box, you know, playing well for two days and, you know, uh, gets in the lead, takes the lead, but you know, this, you know, it's a, it's one of those things that, you know, you get in the lead, you still got to play the kind of golf necessary to, to stay there. But, uh, you know, he's, he struggled a bit and, uh, you know, but uh, what was it a week or maybe two before the masters, he won uh, the LIV tournament. I think it was in Orlando, mm-hmm. you know, so, you know, his game was kind of trending yep. and, and he came and he came out the first, you know, couple of rounds and, and, and really proved it. But, uh, you know, it, 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 uh, it looked to me, you know, then the weather came in and it looked the last day that he just wasn't comfortable. He, um, I, I don't know. I don't know what it was. You know, we talked a little bit, you know, over the course of the day, you know, if, you know was he nervous? Was he, uh, you know, not, not the, not enough competition, you know, uh, maybe just kind of falling into getting this game in order. And, uh, you know, it, it hasn't just stuck with him yet, but, you know, it just didn't feel like he was comfortable at the end, I think, uh, you know, in the last, uh, 18, 27 holes, I think he shot five or six over, he was at 13 under, and I think he fell back to seven and then he ended up at, uh, you know, tied for second at eight. So, mm-hmm. you know, it was a little bit of a struggle, but, uh, you know, I, I like him anyway. I, I like the way he goes about his business and, you know, he's, uh, he's a major champion four times over and he knows what it's like to be in those positions and you, you don't win them all. Uh, you know, Rom played the kind of golf necessary to to come through and to be the champion. But I think I think that did a lot of good for for Kepka and and uh, in his game and his confidence. Uh, and it's going to be interesting to see you know going back and playing uh, uh, you know on the LIV tour and then you know what other tournaments he's going to uh, be playing you know on the PGA tour uh, and and how he comes through with that. But uh, you know I, I'm I'm a fan of his. I, I'm I'm a fan of good golf. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and, uh, you know, we're watching it, you know, we're, we're amazed at, you know, some of the shots that, you know, they come up with and, you know, their touch and their feel and, and, uh, you know, the, the putts that they make and, and how they read the greens and all that. And, uh, yeah, I think you're right. I think it's a trending. It's a good thing. Cause I mean, coming in, I don't think a lot of people would have picked Kepka, you know, even though he's been a, a big time He's a majors player winning four in two years, you know, a few years back, but then battling some stuff and, and leaving the tour. Um, I mean, all jokes aside, I know there was memes and everything. I think, you know, being used to playing 54 and then all of a sudden having to play 72 again, obviously he's done it a million times, but you know, it's, it's probably a little bit of a difference where like, 
you know, he had the lead going in. So if it was three rounds, he'd be done. Right. But also, you know, just, just gameplay. If he's coming back from an injury, it's, it's tough to put four good rounds together. And then, like you said, Rom did everything he had to. Like all the bad things you could say about Rom on Sunday were like, oh, he, you know, he missed this birdie and he, you know, didn't get on in two on this par five. But there weren't a lot of like he bogeyed or he, you know, he doubled or anything like that. So he, he kept the pressure on Kepka to where Kepka had to start forcing it, you know, mm-hmm. you know, ramming his right. putts and, and going for it a little bit. And, and then that just, you know, it just wasn't enough and it was Rom's day. I think it's good for the future. It makes you realize, you know, all the shit talk back and forth between the PGA and the LIV. Like you said it, our guy Phil, I mean, it ends up having the, the first page of the leaderboard has three LIV golfers. You know, three guys in the top six, 12 LIV golfers made the cut, you know, along with Patrick Reed, he was seven under Phil shoots 65 to tie his all time, uh, master score to shoot eight under ties Kepka for second Spieth. I know we like Spieth. I know you're a Spieth guy. Seven I'm under sure guys, right. He's always up there at the masters. Yeah. He, he likes that course a lot, but okay. Now talk to me a little about Phil and the LIV PGA stuff and, and what, uh, their good showing means for, uh, that discussion going forward. Yeah, I, I think, you know, when, uh, you know, competition is competition, we talk about that and, 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 uh, you know, guys going out and, and they're, you know, they're really not, uh, you know, even though Ron wanted to beat Kepka and, and Kepka wanted to beat Spieth and, you know, you go, uh, Phil wanted to, you know, beat everybody, you know, that, uh, you know, they're still not really playing against, uh, them. They're playing against the space. They're playing against the course and, and uh, to go out and, and try to to master that and and and, and to and to come out on top of you know the uh, the design that has been you know been put in front of them and and it's how they manage that that's amazing you know and and uh, how they've you know they lengthened I think it was number thirteen another thirty five yards and put them back in a little chute so that they couldn't uh, really come out and just hit a driver and you know maybe a what eight iron or so into the green. So mm-hmm. made it a little tougher for him. And, you know, a lot of guys laid up and were, uh, uh, depending more on their, on their wedge game to, to get close and to make a birdie. And, you know, it's just, you know, the mindset is, you know, to me is, is, is something that, that I like watching and, you know, and, and who controls that mm-hmm. and who knows when to go for it and who knows when not to. Yeah, and how to play those shots. What about the difference? Did you see the difference on, you said it last week, where you, you went back on 18 to shoot, you know, uh, back then yeah. in the shoot. Did you see the difference in the drives between the, like the first day and then when it rained, the guys were like, it was something like 40 or 50 yard difference that they right. were flying it. It was crazy. Yeah, that's that's an amazing hole anyway. Uh, you know, the, you know, coming out of the the shoot and, you know, trying to keep it right of that bunker and, and uh, I mean, there's been some great shots out of the bunker in the past, but uh, you know, to give yourself a shot for a birdie, how to you know to to kind of fade fade it around there, but don't fade it too much and go in the trees. And and uh, you know, I was lucky enough to to play Augusta one time, Bretter, and 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 uh, and as we've talked about the 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 walk and and everything is is, is such an amazing experience uh and you know as we've talked before also you know i had a young caddy he was only there for like 38 years or so right uh, and but he but he but but that was the fun part of it i mean he took me and showed me places where the greats played their different shots and how they did it and what it meant to them and you know whether it was uh you know phil out of the pine straw or 
or Bubba Watson, you know, having to, to yeah. hook that wedge, you know, 40 yards or whatever it was. I mean, he took me and kind of explained how, you know, you know, the feeling and the crowd and, you know, the, you know, what went on around it. It, it was, it was a, it was a, a fun walk, but it was a tough walk. I don't think a lot of people realize just how tough it is, you know, the hills and, and, you know, uh, up and down through the, uh, through the course, but also the greens and the undulation. I know we've talked about it before, but uh, it, it was, uh, it was quite an experience and uh, one I'd like to do again. Yeah. It'd be great to play again. Um, that was fun. Normally you don't, you ditch me on Sundays. If I stay and watch a final round, you, you watch a little bit and then you go watch and you go play yourself. And you always say, oh, I'll watch the highlights when I get back or text me updates. So it was fun chilling on the couch and watching it. But um, you're right. It is hilly. I mean, it's it's forgiving on the driver, but everything around the greens is tough. And, and it looked like on Sunday they put a lot of the pins. I mean, I think I said six of the pins were in kind of bowl collection areas, mm-hmm. you know, where they were giving the guys trying to give them a chance to, you know, to play some exciting golf and shoot for some pins if you knew the areas to, to hit to, um, which was really fun. If your business earns millions or tens of millions of revenue, stop what you're doing and take a listen because NetSuite by Oracle has just rolled out the best offer we've ever seen. NetSuite gives you the visibility and control you need to make better decisions faster. And for the first time in NetSuite's 22 years as a number one cloud financial system, you can defer payments of a full NetSuite implementation for six months. There's no payment and no interest for six months, and you can take advantage of this special financing offer today. NetSuite is number one because they give your business everything you need in real time, all in one place to reduce manual processes, boost efficiency, build forecasts, and increase productivity across every department. The best thing about NetSuite is that you have everything in one place. I don't need to go searching all over the internet for all the information I'm looking for. NetSuite has me covered. All I'm looking for, all in one place. 33,000 companies have already upgraded to NetSuite, gaining visibility and control over their financials, inventory, HR, e-commerce, and more. If you've been sizing NetSuite up to make the switch, then you know the deal is unprecedented. No interest, no payments. Take advantage of the special financing offer at netsuites.com connors. netsuite.com connors to get the visibility and control you need to weather any storm. netsuite.com connors. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. So what do you think? Uh, Two things about the LIV PGA part. It was cool to me that they showed well, you know, that they they had three guys up there battling and and it made uh, for a fun discussion. But then nobody on the telecast said a word about it. You can tell that there must have been meetings with Augusta and CBS to never bring it up because they never brought it Mm. up. Right. And I'm sitting at home going like, wow, it's such a cool angle. It's so much drama. And, you know, they're going back and forth. And then, you know, Ron passes Kepka, PGA passes LIV, you know, and they're not doing it, which right. was a bummer. But the other part that was a bummer was, you know, thinking like, wow, we only get to see all these guys kind of battle it out, you know, four times a year. You know, mm-hmm. you know, they, they tried to make the uh, 
you know, the LIV seemed like, oh, it's washed up. It's all these guys who don't have it anymore. And obviously that's not the case, you know, and it provides for some pretty exciting golf, but now you realize you only get to see it a few times a year. Yeah. I, you know, it isn't, uh, you know, that that's kind of like back in the, in the old tennis days, you know, before tennis went open, you know, when you had the pros and, and the amateurs and, and, uh, you know, you're playing in, in different spots. And then all of a sudden in 1968, everybody started playing together. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, uh, that's what made it, uh, you know, exciting, you know, to try to find out, you know, who the, who the best of, of everybody was. And, and, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, the, you got big, you got big names on the LAV tour and you got big names on the PGA tour, you know, a lot of good young guys coming up on the PGA, which is fun you know, fun to see that, but it's also fun to, you know, to see the names that, uh, you know, have been there and have won four and five and six and eight and 15, uh, you know, major, major events and everybody playing together. So as, as a golf fan, you know, that, uh, that, that's fun to me, you know, to, to, to see everybody play together, but, uh, uh, but also to see the, the, the new names rising, uh, and, and the, the future of, 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 uh, of the PGA tour, because, you know, let, let's face it, uh, you know, eventually a lot of guys on the PGA tour that are, are carrying the tour now, you know, what are they going to think in, you know, five or six or 10 years, they're going to say, wow, you know, somebody might be offering me 150 million. Right. <laughs> uh, you know, I wonder what their feelings are going to be then. Right. Uh, you know, and, they, they low uh, you key know, but, want the LIV to have some success. So it's still around later. If, if they want to have the option to go, they will. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good option to have. You know, carry the flag now when you're young and and you're strong, and yeah, you can uh, you you can uh, win the tournaments and and you can carry it and be a big part of it and and keeping the game you know at at the top where you know where uh, you know Hogan and Snead and Nicholas and Palmer and Player and all those guys have you know led the way to get it to you know and now you know but you know what the, what the hell? I know, I, I know they have the, the champions tour and all that, but you know, options sometimes, you know, when you, when mm-hmm. you get a little bit older, ain't so bad. Right. Well, one of the youngsters, uh, that caught my eye that I've liked for a little while, um, played at Pepperdine just up the road from me here is, uh, Sahith the Gala. Yeah. You like him. Don't yeah. You? The young player. I mean, he's, uh, he's got a really smooth swing, bombs it, I feel like he's a guy who's going to contend for for majors overall, but definitely at the Masters, it lines up for his game. He ended up, I think, five under in ninth place alone. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, oh, yeah. And you're talking about guys who maybe in five or six years might want to jump to LIV. What about this name? He's been one of the guys who has the biggest, you know, who rips it and hates on it the most and goes at Norman back and forth. But Rory McIlroy misses his second cut in three years at the Masters. Obviously still yeah. one of the best players in the world, but hasn't won a, ma- a major since 2014. So creeping on 10 years, he turns 34 in May. What do you think about Rory missing the cut? And then also he pulled out this week of, uh, I think it's Harbortown. Don't they play in Harbortown? Yeah. Which yeah, is one of, right. which is one of the, the tournaments that's uh, mandatory. If, if you know, you want to qualify and, and get all your, your social media points, bonus and, and all that stuff. So just talk to me a little bit about uh, a Rory and, and, and what do you think about him? Yeah, I mean, I you know I like Rory and and uh, you know the way he plays. He you know you're right. I mean, uh, he hasn't he hasn't won a major since uh, since 2014. Uh, you know, but you know he's still only 34. Uh, and you know, but uh, you know to win the Grand Slam and to get all the majors, he needs the Masters. And 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 I wonder if he goes in there 
you know, putting a little extra pressure on himself, trying to, you know, that's the last one I need. I need to get this to be one of the greats and, you know, everything that can go through your mind, you know, to, to set you off, you know, on the right path to try to, you know, try to win the one tournament that's really eluded you. And, and, you know, I, I know what that's like, bud. Uh, you know, I, I won, you know, Wimbledon in 74 and then I didn't win it again until 82. And I know, you know, what everybody, you know, says behind your back, I get it, you know, that, uh, you know, what, you know, what's up with that. And, you know, why is he winning? He'll never win it. And, you know, he, you know, he's, he's getting 34 and he's over the hill and, you know, that's the, you know, and, and you, you got to separate yourself from that and be big enough, you know, in your own head to say, you know, I, I don't really care, you know, what they, what they think. I know who I am. I know how good I am. I know what I can do. And, and I'm going to, you know, one day I'm going to prove it. It might not be this year. He didn't make the cut, you know, not this year, but you know, he's still just 34. Right. And, and you know, you know, also, you know, when do you reach your peak in golf? You know, what, where, where is your peak mm-hmm. in tennis? It's, you know, uh, is it uh, 28 or 30 or 32 or 34? What's your peak in golf? I, I don't think anybody really knows because, you know, Nick, Nicholas won, uh, in 86, what was he? 46, 47 years old, something like that. Right. But in golf, you know, you only, it's not like you need to be peaking for like long periods of time, you know, like you just like Phil this week. I mean, he, he's, he's 52. It'd be 52 or no 53 in June. Right. 53. Right. So he's coming out 53. It's the first time I think, uh, somebody that old has finished top five and the last guy was 51 in like 1967 or something like that. So it's been a long time. So like, you know, just golf's one of those sports where like, you don't have necessarily have to quote unquote, like peak, like, you know, like for a year or something, you just peak for a weekend, you know, right. just come yeah, and exactly. come yeah, and shoot, a, come and shoot a couple, you know, good rounds the first couple of days. Don't you shoot yourself out and then, you know, go low on the weekend and, you know, you end up in second place for, you know, you know, for another, uh, runner up for Phil. So it's, it's, it's crazy, but uh, Rory, it's weird because he has the best swing. It's not like he's struggling. You know, he got cut two out of the last three years, but last year, you know, second, uh, 2020 tied for fifth, 2019 tied for 21st. And he's won a couple tournaments this year already. Right. So he's still yeah. winning. He's still winning. He's still like a top, you know, whatever he is, five player in the world. It's just weird that this course is kind of, you know, just, it's just escaped him because his game you think would line up with it. I mean, he bombs it. You know, he crushes it and he's, you know, great around the greens and, and you think you'd be good at it. So, you know, I, I don't count him out. I think he's one of those guys who's got, you know, 10 or 15 years left if he stays healthy yeah. to keep taking shots at it. And, right. uh, you know, it's almost one of those things where it's bound to happen eventually. Yeah, I hope it does for him. You know, he, I, I, I like him and, and uh, you know, I like his swing. I, you know, I think he's, you know, got a, pers- a good personality for the game. And, you know, I, I saw... Uh, I, I think it was, you know, when we were watching together where, you know, they, they talk to him as he's going down the fairway and, and it, which is kind of cool because that's something new for golf, you know, as opposed to guys just not saying anything that they, you know, it's kind of explaining things and, you know, what he's looking to do. And, and, uh, I, I hope, uh, I, I hope it, it, it comes around and he does it. I, I, I like him and, uh, you know, I, I hope he, uh, I wish him the best. That'd be uh, pretty exciting for him to win the grand slam like that. Yeah. Good Irish boy there. Uh, hopefully, uh, he'll come through and just be fun, man. There's so many good guys now where there's, you know, the, the 10 guys that I, we don't mention are like next week, they might contend and any of them could win. So, uh, it's, it's a fun time to be a golf fan, but did, talk to me a little, I mean, about tiger, 
he made the cut, took a little magic from his buddy JT, Justin Thomas, for him to make the cut. I think he had to finish bogey bogey or something like that. And uh, right. Tiger, yeah, exactly. Tiger makes the cut. I don't know if he really wanted to. I think he ended up uh, injuring his foot or his leg. I think uh, Jason Day said that he saw that, or he said that uh, he had like a screw pop through the skin or, or something pretty bad. So it might be that he's you know pushing it a little too hard when maybe he's not really physically all the way there yet. It's hard to see that. What do you think about that? Yeah, it, it, you know, some, sometimes, you know, I, I know, you know, I know the feeling that he has inside, you know, what he, what his feelings are for the game and the love he has for the game and, you know, how, how he wants to go out and, and still play, you know, in, in the way he did, you know, 10, 12, 15 years ago, you know, but what he's been through and all that, I mean, it's some, sometimes it's painful to watch uh, and, and uh, you know, the, you know, the stress that he, that he, you put on your body and, you know, and also, you know, walking that course in soft conditions, you know, with the weather, the way it, uh, the way it was might've been just that little extra, uh, you know, part that said, Holy Christ, I don't, I don't know. This is brutal. Right. <laughs> you know, and, 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 uh, you know, it does, it does there come a time when, you know, no matter who you are and what you've done in the game and, you know, that you get to a point and just say, whoa, I think enough's enough. Yeah. You know, and, and, and you know, but as, as a golf fan, you know, you don't ever want that to happen because, you know, as we've talked about many times and watched many times better over the last 15, 18 years, you know, golf tournaments and golf just in general is better with him in it. Mm hmm. You know whether you're rooting for him, you're rooting against him, or or you're you're or either way. Yeah, that that you just uh, you like watching golf. It's better with him in it, and and the draw that he is, and what he's done for golf, and you know the leap that he has given golf forward yeah. on what it's done for you know for the game and for a lot of these young players coming up is is just amazing. And you know you hate to see something like that come to an end, especially you know, the way it is. I mean, it's, it's difficult to see, you know, you know what he's been through, his injuries and, and so forth. And boy, yeah, you know, I, I, uh, I, I can, I sympathize with him and, and, uh, you know, just, you know, hope that, you know, things get better or he makes the right decisions. That's, that's good for him because he's got a long life ahead of him uh, that, uh, that, uh, that he's got to live. And, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, the pain gets a little brutal. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's tough to watch, you know, like you, you, you want to just be like, Hey, Tiger, take a cart, you know, like, I don't think anyone would, would uh, be mad at him for taking one, but you know, he's the last guy who would actually want it and he would say no to it. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's tough to watch. Hopefully I mean almost just like, Hey dude, take as long as you need, you know, like if you need two years or something to fully rehab or see, you know, see how you can get a little better, you know, like the masters will still be there. You can still play. I'm sure you can get, get into other, other tournaments, but yeah, hopefully it gets better. Cause that's, that's no fun to watch and, and playing in the rain, you know, when like it rains your joints and everything gets stiff and, and that already makes it tough enough. So. Yeah. You, you made a good point there, Brad, that, that, uh, you, you know, I mean, he, he goes and he wants to play the majors, but there's a lot of time in between. And, and we've talked about this also in the past that, you know, practice is not like playing under the pressure of, you know, making the cut or having to shoot a, you know, a, a 68 to make the cut or, or whatever, you know, practice isn't that it, it's the same in tennis, you know, you go and you work hard in practice and whatever, but it's not like playing matches and being under the gun and having to come through when it really counts. And, 
you know, to to come and to play a week and and then then try to uh, uh, take time off and then heal and try to get better and, and practice and then you know force a little bit more because you know you got a big tournament coming up and doing that. I, I, you know, it's that's that's a that's a tough call. Yeah. Yeah, in 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 anything, and especially in an individual sport when it's all on you, right? You know, golf or tennis, and and uh, uh, so it's you know it's a tough call, and you know eventually it's going to have to make a decision, and uh, you know it's going to be you know it's going to be our loss. I mean, let's face it. <laughs> you right. know, he's been you know what he's done for golf and the fun we've had watching him play, and some of the shots that he's made and the tournament victories that he has you know, it's really catapulted golf to another level. And, uh, yeah, like I said, it'd be our loss. Yep, definitely. So rest up tiger, get better. Uh, it was cool to see Phil come through for that generation. That's kind of like my generation. I watched when I was growing up in high school. So, uh, one last thing on the masters quickly, did you see about the, uh, slow play about the ROM and, and Kepka, you know, like, uh, complaining a little bit about how slow Cantley and, and, uh, who was it? Bennett, the, the amateur ahead of him were playing really slow. They said, uh, Rom's or uh, Kepka said Rom had a chance to go to the bathroom like seven times and they were still waiting. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw a little bit of that. I didn't hear exactly what happened and, uh, yeah, but you know, you know what the what the heck? I mean, I guess in those conditions, I guess you know a, a lot of things pop up and and uh, and happen. But uh, yeah, I, I don't, I didn't see a whole lot about that. I, I didn't hear about that too much. Yeah, me neither. It's one of those things where I'm guessing everybody's waiting out there. I think uh, it wasn't so much maybe that them that in, those two individuals were probably playing slow as like just everybody was. So the overall pace, it said like 50 guys took five hours to play from start Whoa. to finish. So that's kind of long. So that's our master's recap. John Rom, congratulations. Look forward to, uh, what's next? Is it U S open or PG? I think U S opens at LA country club. Am I right? Yeah. On that yeah. North course, LA, LA country club. Uh, and, and, uh, you know, what an event that is. I've had the opportunity to play the LA country club a, a number of times, which was, you know, super exciting. And, but, uh, you know, going back, Brett, uh, the apartment that I lived in when I first moved to California, Back in 19, <laughs> uh, uh, I forget the year, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, was, was uh, like two blocks from the L.A. Country Club. Mm. Uh, and, you know, which was uh, which was kind of fun. I, and going to school, I would pass by that um, every day when I went to when I was going to high school and going to the Beverly Hills Tennis Club. And that's before. Uh, you know, uh, you know, golf wasn't even a, you know, a, a blip on my mind, you know, it was all tennis, tennis, tennis. And, but I'd go by there and say, Hey, that, that, that must be a pretty cool place. You know, look at that. And, uh, you know, and, and then I was able to play it. Now the U S open coming there, I, I bet that's going to be one hell of a course. I, it's, uh, I like to see some of the changes that, uh, that they've done to it, uh, you know, for when the pros come in there, it's going to be fun to watch. Right. Just right off of Wilshire, uh, right there. Mm -hmm. So, uh, that's fun. That's coming up in June. So we'll see how that goes. When you're drafting your fantasy team, do you ever wish you could handpick the best stars for your business team? If you're building your talent roster, you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when you can do it all with Indeed. Find top talent fast with Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools like matching assessments and virtual interviews. Hate waiting? Indeed's U.S. data shows over 80% of Indeed employers find a quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job. 
Candidates you invite to apply through Instant Match are three times more likely to apply to your job than candidates who only see it in search, according to US Indeed data. My favorite thing is the matching on Indeed. Indeed matching has me covered for everything I need. I don't have a lot of time. They cut out the middleman and do a lot of the work for you. Join over 3 million businesses worldwide using Indeed to hire great talent fast. Indeed knows when you're growing your own business, you have to make every dollar count. That's why with Indeed, you only pay for quality applications that match your must-have job requirements. Visit Indeed.com slash Connors to start hiring now. Just go to Indeed.com slash Connors. Indeed.com slash Connors. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. One last thing. I don't want to get too far into the tennis. It's Monte Carlo week. First Masters 1000 on clay. Uh, Djokovic is back. Uh, Sitsipas, I think he's the two-time defending champ. I think that might be right. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to get too into it because by the time this comes out Friday, we're recording this Wednesday night, comes out Friday, it'll be a little dated. But what I'd like to do is get into a story with you and Monte Carlo. Talk to me about 1981. You made it to the finals against our boy, Willie Guillermo Vilas. Mm-hmm. There, there was some in, inclement weather, speaking of, at the Masters. Had some, had some rain. You guys were in the finals. You played till five all. The rains came, you left the court, and the rains did not stop, and the final never restarted. Talk to me a little bit about 1981 Monte Carlo. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty interesting that, you know, all these years later that the match is still going on. <laughs> it's kind of funny, <laughs> isn't it? That, that uh, you know, and, and uh, people still talk about it and, and that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, for you know, me, I, you know, I didn't play a lot of those tournaments and I went to Monte Carlo and, and, and had a good week, beat a number of good clay court players and got into the final, uh, against Willie and, and, uh, uh, you know, we're, we're having a good match. I think it was five all and, and yeah, you're right. It was five all. And, and, uh, all of a sudden, you know, the weather comes in and, you know, we, you know, we kind of expected that somewhere along the line, you know, we would finish that because of the, the importance of the event and, uh, you know, but, uh, the French was coming up and other tournaments were coming up. So it had to be, uh, you know, postponed and so forth. But, uh, yeah, it just, you know, one of those things that, you know, it, it never happened. And, you know, and, and I, you know, to be honest with you, Brad, I, I don't think I've been back since then, Really, but, but I've heard from some friends that, uh, you know, 81 has, has, you know, me and has Connors and Vilas, you know, on, on the plaque, <laughs> you know, like, you know, <laughs> yeah, you know technically it, you're both runners up. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, you both well, lost. Are both, are both winners. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, but it was, yeah, it was kind of crazy. I, I, I remember it was, uh, you know, I had, I had good wins to get to the final and I saw, was playing some pretty darn, I saw you beat, you beat Noah to get to the final, somewhere along the line. So that, that, that's a pretty big yeah. win. Yeah, Noah was on, pretty on strong. Clay, that, that was a good win for me and to, and, and to get to the finals of a, of a clay court event because I didn't play that many over there. And, and it was a, it was a great opportunity, but, Hey, it, it, uh, you know, well, you know, like we talk, we talk about with, 
a, a number of things. Some, sometimes the, you know, the story is better than the real result. <laughs> you, you know, <laughs> right. You the know, legend. That, uh, yeah. The, yeah. The, we, we continue to talk about it and, and, uh, you know, going through, and I, I've had a number of friends who have gone over there and, and, uh, not as, uh, not as players, but as spectators and, you know, have, have walked through and have seen the the plaques and they say, yeah, we didn't know you were on the wall there. And I said, uh, I am, but you know, it was a tie, <laughs> you know, so it was, uh, it was kind of fun, but there's nobody better to, you know, because Willie, you know, Willie and his clay court expertise, you know, to be, uh, be on that uh, plaque with him and, and to, to share that with him was pretty good. Definitely. Um, I, I did a little digging. I found an article and it said that you couldn't stay around to Monday because you had scheduling where you had to get back to the U.S. for the next tournament. And it just always we always talk about the difference in tour where people try and debate the uh, the eras and, you know, well, he's done this. So it's that. And it's like, well, it wasn't the same, you know, like the cohesiveness of the tours didn't have everything leading into like Paris. Like, think about it. You left Monte Carlo to go back to the U.S., and right. then like, you know, whatever, a few couple weeks later or a week or so later, whatever, went back to, to Europe to go to Paris for Roland Garros. Right. So, so you couldn't do it. And then so I think what they wanted to try and do was have you guys play the day after the Roland Garros final, which is weird if you're in the final. Say one of you made the final, which you could have. You guys were tops, you know, you were two or three. And I think he was seven seated. And, and so you didn't make the final. You made it to the quarters. You lost to our boy, Jose Luis Clerk, in the five-setter. Oh, no. <laughs> you beat Melvin Purcell along the way, which yeah, was a, was a shout out, win. Melvin. Uh, Vilas yeah. lost in the fourth round. So I was almost thinking they should have had a contingent on, like, whenever, if you guys lost in the, in the French, you guys could go the next day and then play. Because you said, well, I can't hang around uh, to, you know, to wait because I, I want to get to, to England and get ready for the grass season, which back then made sense. Cause you only had like two weeks. So you don't want to like spend a couple, you know, two of your days going back to Monte Carlo and all this stuff. Anyway, long story short, it's just a bummer because Monte Carlo now is, you know, this amazing event. It's a master's 1000, you know, it's one of the people's favorite events uh, all year. Any of you regret not finishing it at all? Like ha having a chance to have 110 titles and, and, and all that no. stuff. No, but, you know, because I mean, you, you look at it and, you know, you, you know, you're right. I had to, you know, come back and forth and do that. And, and, uh, you know, Willie, I'm sure had uh, other obligations, but I mean, if you, if you look at it, that was back in 1981, I was, I was, uh, packing, uh, you know, 13 suitcases, pushing them through airports with, uh, with your mom and you on her hip and, and, uh, you know, uh, our, our nanny that, uh, that would come in and help take care of you during the, during the day when we were at the tennis court. So, Adela. you know, making shout out uh, yes, Adela, shout out to Adela is right. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, making quick moves and, and doing things like that back then, you know, wasn't as convenient as having your own private airplane. Right. <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> uh, so, uh, you know, do, do I look back? I mean, I think I've had three or four events, Brett, where, you know, either the tournament was called off in the semifinals or, you know, something happened in the finals where we weren't able to finish. So it was kind of, that's kind of weird, you know, that I've had that many. I don't, I don't think, you know, and uh, I, I can think of a lot of events that were canceled like that, but I've had three or four of them, which is right. kind of crazy. I know uh, uh, Mark Pecci, who I work with at Tennis Channel, who's one of the announcers, uh, hit me up. I think you, some, one year with Rotterdam, right? Wasn't there something with Rotterdam? Yeah, there was a bomb scare. Right, there was like a bomb scare, so you guys didn't fin finish the tournament. Right, right. I was in the final against Lindell, right. and and uh, there, there was a bomb scare, and and 
you know, they, they cl- kind of cleared everybody out, you know, and, and I think I was the first one out of the stadium. Uh, and, 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 uh, you know, and so, you know, then, then they say, you know, what do you think? You think you want to go back in? I said, did you find it? (laughs) Right. So, you know, and I said, if if you haven't found it, then, uh, then I don't, I don't think it's in, in, I don't think it's a good idea. And Lyndall said, nah, I think that's enough also. And and, uh, we took off, right. You know, and and that was never completed. So that was, uh, that was a little bit crazy, but yeah, that that happens, but, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, not often, but, uh, you know, it's, just, it's funny that it's been, you know, uh, I'd like to go back and look, I think it's been three or four times that, uh, that, that an event's been canceled like that for me. So yeah. interesting. Yeah. It's but that's, cra- not, that's not bad over 20 something years. That's not, not, bad. not too bad. Not bad. Um, just give me, uh, you know, 60 seconds on Djokovic coming back and, and having him back, uh, on tour now the, you know, the, for this clay court season. And it looks like he'll be, you know, playing in the U S uh, you know, later in the summer. Yeah, how good is that? I mean, it's not, uh, it's, you know, we, we've talked many times and I've said this many times on our podcast that, uh, you know, to win a tournament, you got to beat the best. And, you know, for him not to be in the tournament, whether he's, you know, right number one or number whatever, you know, his record and, you know, what he brings to an event, you know, is really something special. And and to not have him in the tournaments, you know, and to have kept him out of uh, these tournaments over the last couple of years you know, whether, you know, you're, you're, you're following the rules of, uh, you know, for the, of the pandemic or, or whatever your thoughts are of it, you know, that, that's, that's not me. I'm, I'm, I'm just throwing that out, not having them in the events, uh, you know, just, you know, does something to the event and that, that kind of, uh, takes away from it. Feels like something's uh, missing. Something's missing. Exactly. And, and, and it's him. You know the the best player, the best record, the the most Grand Slams, and you know uh, you know fighting to be the best player every week and to win X amount of tournaments, and and uh, you know for him not to be in there, just you're right, is something missing, and you know to have him back, you know let let him go play, you know let let him throw his his game out there and tell all these young guys to come and get me, you know, and if you don't come and get me, let me stay around and be the best player for another uh, year or two, whatever uh, amount I play. Yeah, but uh, you know, but it's it's uh, tennis is it, tennis uh, with him in it is like golf with Tiger in it. It's right. just better. Yep. You know, it, it's more exciting, and it's you know gives you somebody to root for, gives you somebody to root against. You know, let you root for the young guys against him, root for him to beat the young guys. You know, you pick it, but it just makes makes the event much better. Yep, I agree. I agree. It's 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 very similar to Tiger, where like there's a lot of people who have you know big opinions on, on Joker, you know, one way or the other. Um, and, and like, if they happen to be negative, then what's more fun than, you know, rooting against the guy and, and backing the other guys and, and taking the field against them, you know, it's just, but it's better to have them in the tournament. You know, you want to see right. the best guys. You don't want to always have these ass. Well, did, did, was, was the whole field there? Was Joker playing that week? Was, was Alcaraz? Right. you know, like you want everyone to, who is healthy and wants to play to be able to play. So having him back is good. I look forward to when Alcaraz is healthy and Joker's there and, and, and we can get some matchups with them and uh, and all the good young players. So we'll see how Monte Carlo plays out. We'll talk about that next week. But that's it. I'm going to let you go. I know you've had a long day. You're tired. I'm going to take the doodle strudel bazoodle out on a walk here. <laughs> it's a little chilly. I'm going to throw on a sweatshirt. Uh, and that's it. We're, we're here alone. Melina is in Sweden visiting family, having fun over there at a little bachelorette party with her best friend, Johanna. Shout out, Johanna. And uh, that's it. What's going on with you? Any last thoughts? 
Uh, everything's good. Uh, I want to get some rest. We've got a busy couple days coming up. But, uh, you know, don't forget, you can follow me at, at, at Jimmy Connors on Twitter. You can follow us at, at uh, ADV Connors. Mm-hmm. Uh, or at Advantage Connors, you can follow you at Brett underscore Connors. That's right. And uh, I think I'm getting pretty good at that. Am I, am I missing one? <laughs> I love the way you say underscore. Yeah. <laughs> Was that right? <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah, everything's good. You can follow Gold Doodle at Gold Dude Isabella on Instagram and uh, on your Facebook page. That's that's enough stuff to follow us. And that's it. We're going to uh, wrap it up. We'll talk to you next week. Uh, talk to you soon. Peace. <laughs>